Did you hear that? What? What? That that noise. Was that the horror comedy podcast? With Jake and Haley, Sundays and Wednesdays. The only podcast where we get high and try to scare you and share short, scary stories. Contains marijuana. Keep away from children. It's the Horror Comedy Podcast. With Haley and Jake. And you, the listener. And you. Welcome to the only Scarawana podcast, home of the Scarapy. Home of the Scarapy. That's right. We firmly believe in getting high as balls, forgetting our problems, getting mm-hmm. lost in scary stories. You'll come okay. out of the other side feeling better, unless you're Jake. Uh, sec- uh, yeah, they had me there in the beginning. You lost me towards the scary stuff. Okay. But the high part. I'm, we love that. I'm here for that. We love that. That's pretty much. Honestly, I think that might be the only reason I'm here. It might be. That and maybe you like me a little. Maybe. Uh, that too. The whole point of the podcast, the whole reason that we smoke and then we scare, it's because I personally, and I feel like most people feel this way too, I think things are just easier to be scared by when you're high, right? Like. There's that trope of a paranoid stoner, and there's a part of that that's true. It's easier to suspend your disbelief. It's easier for you to put yourself there and think to yourself, what would I do? How would I survive? I can tell you right now that if I know I'm going to be scared, I don't know if I want to get high. Like I don't know, but then I just like getting high all the time, so I just right. need to be prepared to react when I'm high. So I have to be high all the time and I'll know how to react. I mean, that's the only... <laughs> yeah, the whole uh, thing we're going to do tonight is we're going to... I'm going to present to you... To me. And Jake. And you. And the listener. I'm going to present to you a scary story. This is something I've researched. I put together, wrote a little scripty script. I don't, have we ever done this before? Uh, maybe once or twice. Once or twice. At the end of the podcast, we'll tell a happy story, right? How many episodes do we have? We have 70 episodes? This is episode 69 right now. Greatest episode ever! <laughs> this one and episode 420 will... Forever hold a place in our heart. This tonight is going to be really good. I took 20 milligrams of edibles without even knowing, so That's I right. feel like I Jake could feels good. take more. Jake, how are you? I'm good. I'm great. I'm so fucking high. We asked this question at the end of every scary story, but let's ask you just now. Like, are you scared? What's your baseline? Are you scared? Not yet. I mean, I'm... We had a pack of cigarettes outside in our side yard. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I saw some, I thought I we were drinking, I was drinking, and I thought I saw someone in the side yard, and I went to the front door and looked, and I didn't see anything. So I was like, ah, okay, whatever. Cool. But then Haley goes out today and is like, yo, someone stole my cigarettes. Yep. And I was like, what? I did see someone. Yeah. So I'm feeling like validated. And yeah. also in scared. Yeah. Well, like, not not scared. I'm not scared. I'm also not really upset because I'm not like a regular smoker. Like I smoke when I drank. That man saved your life. That man took however many minutes, you know, oh. that I was going to cut off my life and he took it into his life and he clearly needed it worse than us. I just about comfortable that there was somebody right there. Yeah, close. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't love that. Don't like that. Yeah. So we are on code red lockdown. That's right. 
Okay. We must every night lock the doors and windows. Tops, bottoms. All of it. Windows. And when I finish a pack of cigarettes next time, we're going to fill it with cat shit and leave it outside. Yeah, that's kind of been our week. Love it. Love it. I've been having some mental health allergies, but I guess I'm doing better in general. That's great. And then... I think you're doing great. Thanks. And then an old man yelled at me in the grocery store and someone stole my cigarettes out of the yard. So it's like, am I doing great or is my life spiraling no, that's out of just, That's just life, baby. That's It's 2021. Sometimes old people yell at you at the grocery Sometime, store. And you just you just got to yell back. I should have yelled. I should have yelled. No, I, th- you, I think you handled it perfectly. He said, he said, damn it, people, or something because he was mad that he couldn't figure out how lines work. And I said, you're the only one confused. And then he got all pissy, and I felt really bad for his son. He had a son with him, too, so I felt really bad for his son. Fuck that guy, and fuck Kellyanne Conway, and fuck anyone who yells at children or me at a grocery store, yeah, specifically. Yeah, because I'm a child. It's been a little bit since we've covered a case like this, like a survival sort of situation, a true crime situation. If you will. I did have to give Jake a warning a few days ago that two people were going to die tonight. Fuck, I forgot about that. Yep, so that's it's unfortunate. Two people are going to die tonight, and I want you to know that. We have a candle lit between us in the dark room, and it seems so dramatic that I'm telling him this. Like, I, like I, f- I feel like I am, like, a I cult leader. Like I feel like we're you're definitely telling a scary story, and your glasses are, like, blocking. Like I look shadow. like an anime villain. Yeah. And the thing I like about this story so much is, like, sometimes Bless something... Me. I like in movies. I will point out a few that do this for me, like Saw, Creep. Ew. Ew. Um, uh, creep is good. Green Room. I can't really think of any others. Saw is not good. Why is that in there with those two? Those are the movies that when I watch them, I'm thinking the whole time, what would I do? What would I do? What move, what move would I make to not die, right? And I love when a story or a movie or a situation that I'm hearing about gets me in that place. Those are the kind of horror medias that I really look forward to. I just those are like that one's really gory. It's very. It's not like Green Room. Green I, Room's very gory. It's gory. All right, I guess it was a little gory. Creep wasn't. And what gory. was the other one you said? Creep. Creep now. was not gory. At the end, that was fucking yeah, brutal. What rewatch Creep? So oh, let's go. Really oh my god, babe, I'm traumatized forever. Anytime I see a I lake can. with a bench. I feel uncomfortable. You I f- go to the bench. I can't handle it. I would never sit on a bench by a lake overlooking a mountain. I would throw up and die before I did that. You need to watch the movie Creep if you want to know why. <laughs> but, um, watch it. There's you got to watch it. second you one, watch just as good as the first one, right? I love the second one. I like it better almost because she Whoa. is more sensible right, than Aaron. Aaron's stop. just like, oh, this is fine. This is fine. The thing that I like about these medias is that... It's easy to put yourself there. It's easy to think, what would you do to survive? WWJD. What would Jacob what would Jesus do? do? Oh, what? I misunderstood. What would Jacob do? Same thing. Honestly. Same thing. Um, and I think something that kind of makes it easier to picture yourself there is when it's a setting that is beautiful, somewhere you would actually go. So I'm going to show you these pictures, and if you guys want to see it, you can check out our Instagram, our Facebook, our Twitter, or just our episode art if you're on Spotify or whatever. But um, these are some. Gorgeous, gorgeous pictures. And I'm going to show you. I'm going to figure out what you think about it. And then I'll kind of tell you more about it. You're an outdoorsy fella. I'm an outdoorsy guy. I like it. Born and raised in the north of Minnesota. Not in the city. Not in the city. Spent a lot of time in the dense woods. So would you. (laughs) Would you. Spent a lot of time in the woods. Sorry. Uh, May 6, 2008. 
33-year-old Sean Farmer headed out to Dismal Creek. Dismal Creek. Sounds bad already. It's uh, that's a really good point. It's like if you see Dismal Creek on a map, it's maybe not first on your to-do list. I would like to go to Happy Joy Creek. Happy River. Happy River. It really got me. Not Dismal Creek. Because someone saw it and they were like, wow, this this river makes me happy. Like Someone went to Dismal Creek and they're like... Two people look like they're going to die here, I would assume. This is actually pretty dismal. (laughs) This is a shithole. The fuck does that mean, guy? (laughs) Yeah. Dismal. That is a really good point. Why did he name it that? And then it has this crazy reputation. I name it Happy Lake. This is fine plaza. Who says it can't be a plaza? Cousin of Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, love it. So, yeah, but but, but. this is in this place, Dismal Creek. It's in southwestern Giles County in Virginia, which is located along the Appalachian Trail. That's the banjo. So Sean actually loved fishing and camping. He was going to meet up with his as pal. As one does. As one does when you live in the dense woods on the East Coast and there's nothing else to do. Um, and Sean frequently met up with his friend Scott Johnson to go hang out at Dismal Creek and go. Scott Johnson. Scott Johnson and Sean Farmer are the most generic names I've ever heard. Scott and Sean went up to Dismal Creek often. It was kind of their spot. That's where they went camping. Where <laughs> that they was went, their spot. It was their spot. They yes. went fishing. They went fishing up there. They went camping up there, and they had been up there more they times. Shared many moments at Dismal Creek. Tons of happy <laughs> moments. I mean, yep. I'm making gay jokes, Jake, because no. that's not it for me. Well, I wasn't <laughs> judging them. Okay. <laughs> Very happy for them. <laughs> They're not gay. Okay. Um, <laughs> if they could be, if they want to be. Uh, so yeah. so Scott and Sean they went up there often. That's where they went fishing, where they went camping. They had kind of frequented Dismal Creek, and they said it was so familiar to them. It was like their backyard. We've been here. We do this. We come up here every weekend. We've killed lots of fish. Tons of fish. Put a dent in it, I'd say. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the fish wives and fish children are yeah. fucking they traumatized. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Sean was headed up the mountain to go meet with his friend Scott where to they... The, to the creek. Always met. On the way... To their special spot. To their special spot. On the way, Sean stopped for gas and he made small talk with the clerk. And the clerk was like, are you going up to hike the Appalachian Trail? Nah. Not the, not today. Not for me. Not for me. I'm just going up to fish in them there mountains with my friend I Scott. I live here. I'm a, Jeff, you know me. You know me, Jeff. We have this Jeff, conversation think, every weekend. Where do you think I'm going? Jeff. Sean is like, no, I'm going up to Dismal Creek to go fishing with my friend. And the clerk is like, oh, that's crazy because there's these two hikers that just came through here that literally ran down that mountain from Dismal Creek. They said oh, they, I, they said it was dismal. <laughs> they said they went out there to go fishing or whatever. And there was all this scary shit carved into the rocks and trees. Yeah, it wasn't dismal. It was Scary shit creek. Scary shit creek. I can't even say those words together. Scary shit creek. Scary shit creek. And some of the messages were like, die, I'll kill you, get out, you'll die here, stuff like that. Terrifying. Really terrifying. And it was enough for these... Probably, they're cooking meth up there. Maybe. And you know... That's how you scare people off from wandering too close to your meth hut. And it would work for me. Yeah, honestly, yeah. It it worked for these hikers. They turned around... They ran down this mountain Wussies. and they were actually going to hitchhike home and they just stopped at this gas station along the way and they too were shook. Too bad there's not like Lyft 
back then in yeah. 2008. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah, can just yeah. like call Lyft to the Appalachian Trail. Please come get me. Sean does take note of what the clerk said, but he doesn't take it too seriously. And he goes up there anyway. <sighs> Bro. I'm strapped. I got my poles. I have my buddy Scott. Scott's a killing machine. Sean goes anyway, and he goes deep into the isolated woods, just about as deep as a human being can get. You know, like Jake's lifting his eyebrows at me. (laughs) Wonderful. Literally, you couldn't get any further by car. And he rolls up. He sees where Scott's car is parked, and he parks next to him. Strolls up, sees Scott's tent. Scott's not there. And he's not too worried about that because Scott comes out here all the time and Scott's not a person who likes to do nothing. So Scott's probably just started fishing already at the creek. Collecting firewood for yeah, camp. Exactly. There's tons of things. He could be shitting, you know. Literally <laughs> making a trip from the bathhouse. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no, nothing's fishy. Like all the stuff's there. Everything's yeah. good. So Sean starts to get unpacked, get set up. Gets his tent pitched, and then he starts to put together his fishing pole. He's kind of kneeling, because this is like a fucking giant fishing pole, and it's basically like a string and a metal tube, and it looks very stressful, and I would not want to do that. It's for protective purposes. Well. And now he must pay the consequences, because it will not protect him. Why did you say it was for protective purposes? Oh, for your fishing pole. The long tubes. So they have long tubes they put the fishing pole in, so they don't damage him. Oh, okay. Smart. That's smart. So he gets it out and he starts putting it together. He's kind of in a vulnerable position and he hears a twig snap. It's probably a fly fishing rod. I don't know. Because it's a creek. So oh, that's, that's some insider knowledge there. Brought to you by your resident country person. I love it. <laughs> um, and as he's kneeling there and like getting his shit all together, he hears the first sound from another human being besides himself that he's heard the whole time. He hears a twig snap, and before he even has a chance to react, there's a man in front of him who just creeped out of the woods. He seemed to come out of nowhere. And this guy, he's wearing a full camouflage get up. He's wearing a hunting vest, and he's wearing combat like boots. That. You can't see him. You can't see him. I think what it's is weird. There? What is right there? Because it's can't camouflage? Whoa, man, it's a floating head. That's what it's like. That's what it's like. But you can't I, see his body? Seriously, though, I think it's really weird to be wearing that. I think it's like wearing a blue life vest in the ocean. It's like there's so many other colors you could wear that would actually make sense. And you're wearing the one color that allows you to not be seen. And I think that's weird. It's not necessary. I mean, up there, though, if you're a local, like that's just what you wear. When it's hunting season, they'll put an orange vest on it and keep wearing it. And that's it. That's it. I think that's so weird. Uh, But I'm also rude. So there's that. Um, And the guy, he's just... Standing there in front of Sean, and Sean, Sean's fishing pole. Sean's looking at him, and he's like, first of all, kind of like, what the fuck are you wearing?" And then, second of all, he's like, "Where the fuck did you come from?" What's up, Hunter Dan? Who the fuck are you? And then, who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? And the guy just says, "You must be Sean." Sean's like, "Yeah, I am." And the guy goes on to say, "Scott said he would meet you here." I'm Ricky Williams. Uh, first off, okay. Ain't nobody but a serial killer tell you their last name. <laughs> and you know why? It's a comfort thing. It's like, oh, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm Ricky Williams. Like, He doesn't care if you know his like, whole name. Well, that's the thing. It's like, it's like, oh, yeah, my name. Why would I tell you my whole entire name if I was going to murder you? <laughs> right. And it's almost like 
assurance that they're not going to let you live. Yeah. Because you know their whole name. And Sean's trying to be cool and cordial. And he's like, oh, Ricky Williams, like, haha, like the football player, like, haha. He's trying to make small talk, you know? Okay. He's trying to make it less no, weird. No idea if that's a. I think it's a black man. And so he goes on to make this joke like, you don't look much like him. Like, haha. That's like white boy humor. Ricky goes on to say, Scott and I were just fishing up on Dismal Creek. And he said that I could join you guys for supper. And Sean. Fuck. Sean's like, yeah, I guess that's cool. Like, that's fine. And then the guy doesn't really say anything, but he just gets up and he starts collecting wood. Sean's like, fucking sweet. That's uh, a great idea. I have to less chore. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So Sean thought that Ricky was kind of weird. He noticed that Ricky didn't make like direct eye contact with yep, him. Yep. So that's weirdo. Kind of weird. It makes that would make me uncomfortable for sure. And uh, but you know he's just kind of thinking that Ricky is probably just awkward. And the Appalachian Trail actually has a culture that promotes helping others. If you have something, you give it, and people most likely give you something back. And that's just that's how, how it is in Minnesota. There. Are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's something about being in the woods where you know probably you can't get an ambulance very fast, but your neighbor's right there. You know, <laughs> gotta stick together. <laughs> Checks out. So Scott comes back to camp and he's like hey sean i'm so happy you're here like maybe they hug i don't know what men do in the woods found each other yeah oh, scott just came God. back to camp gotcha so he's all not right. dead okay he's not dead all right oh that was a lie i told her earlier yeah yeah jake thought it was scott that was dead scott's not dead yet okay right. you said yet he's not dead yet everybody's good so far damn you <laughs> damn you, damn you. <laughs> Um, Scott comes to camp and he's like, oh, look at this fucking weirdo I met, dude. <laughs> he was scaring people up there. I had to get him off the mountain. So, good guess. Scott comes up and he's like, hey, I caught some fish. They were practically jumping into the cooler. You should start a fire and we will get some food going. And Sean's like, you're a fucking genius. So your new best friend, Ricky, is on it. Told me how great a friend you guys are. Why am I even here? Best friend, Ricky. Yeah, do why do you even invite me if you're just gonna meet some fucking guy up here? Disgusting. That would kind of hurt. And the my guy's feelings. like, "Well, I got eight fish. I have <laughs> a lot of fish, though. Cook. So can you please stay for dinner? They clean the fish. They cook some burgers on the fire. There's Where'd literally they catch nothing burgers? better. They caught some burgers in the river. Nice. That's what I'm river is that? <laughs> I mean, is there Stop. wild gl- wild glizzies There's out wild there? Glizzies. Too? <laughs> wild glizzies. Wild glizzies. Roller dogs. Wild glizzies. <laughs> It's a top secret, Jake. I can't share that information with Show you. Show me where is this at in the Appalachian Trail. Okay, it's yeah. on Mind Your Business Mountain. It's Nunya um, Business on Avenue. the corner of Nunya Business Avenue. That's right, baby. And it's starting to get dark at this point, so it's just these three Did dudes. Did Ricky Martin have the fucking huh? fire done yet? Yeah, yeah. They they just cooked all that stuff on the fire. Yep. Right. Yeah. So they just had How'd like a they cook it. Pay. Sorry. <laughs> show me your show me the depth. <laughs> I guess I missed their episode of like Hell's Kitchen or whatever where they, they just had like a recipe linked to this for <laughs> fried tilapia or something. When I'm scared Fire, for my life yeah. in the woods, what really hits the spot Fire is a roasted seared tilapia. Yeah. <laughs> If you get some river trout, that's even better. And it just pisses me off because it's like six paragraphs before the recipe. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, anyway, uh. fucking yeah. So they cleaned the fish. They cooked the fish. They ate burgers. They had like a nice big dinner. It's just three dudes all full, all satisfied, probably tired from running around in the woods fishing all day, doing man stuff. And mm-hmm. it's just the sound of the fire 
crackling. Love that sound. Right? If anybody talks, it kind of ruins it. I know. So that's probably where they're at right now, especially being at the end of the day. They're all Ricky, tired. Ricky, can you sing us one of the, your Spanish love songs? <laughs> Please. And Ricky breaks the silence and he says, I Farts. <laughs> Just blah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Sorry. I'm Ricky. Um, so Ricky breaks the silence and he says, I guess you guys know these woods pretty well, huh? And uh, they're like, yeah, I mean, we're out here all the time. And he's like, oh, cool. Ricky's like, yeah, I, I bet you do know the Appalachian Trail. Uh, y'all know the trail that runs through here? And they're like, uh-huh. And he's like, oh, so y'all must have heard about the AT killer then. And Sean has no idea what he's talking about. This is If anybody brings up a serial killer, they are the serial killer. Just assume that and kill them. It is a really scary, shady thing to say. Do you want Who this joint? What what's, what's your name? You want this or no? No. Okay. Who are you? What is in that joint? Is it... <laughs> is it drugs? Are you trying to drug is me, Ricky, Ricky Martin? So Ricky's like... Hurdy's got a cool first name. And the second name, he likes to tell you both from right before he kills you. Kills you. Name's Ricky Martin. <laughs> Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams. So Scott is completely... I'm sorry. Sean is completely confused. He's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And Scott actually seems to kind of know a little bit what's going on. And he's like, oh, that happened down in Carolina, right? And Ricky was like, no, the AT killer from 81, that happened about three yards down. And they're both kind of, Sean and Scott are both kind of looking at each other now. So, like, Jake, imagine you're out in the woods with your your fucking homie. Like, maybe you and other Jake go camping. And you meet somebody and he sits down and he starts telling you this. You're going to pull the gun? Is that what you're going to do? I'm going to pull my strap instantly. Just set it on your lap with your finger on the trigger. Yeah. Just to set the message. Yeah. It is a creepy thing to say. Yeah, Rack one into the shotgun. Ricky continues to tell them about what happened back in 81. Um, I'm just going to... Just Google. They're just Googling it real quick. <laughs> it's 2008, and I can't remember... I don't think smartphones were real yet. No, they I don't think. They pulled out their razors. And they were, like, frantically trying to pay a dollar to use the internet for 24 hours. <laughs> remember that? Barely works. May... 1981, Robert Mountford was hiking the entire Atlanta, uh, Appalachian Trail for charity. He was starting in Maine. This going, is the rumor that he's the story he's telling? This is the story that Ricky is telling gotcha. Sean okay. and Scott. Um, so Robert set out from Maine, and he was going to hike all the way to Georgia. Because, see, Robert was a social worker, and he was trying to raise money for this new facility for troubled youth back home. <laughs> and he was like... I'm going to take eight months off of my job and do this. I mean, it's a win-win. bro? Like, are they going to pay you? Uh, I I imagine it's like a marathon where people sponsor you. Oh, okay. Yeah. And if you tap out, I think they pay like whatever is equal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's the deal. That sounds pretty fun. Yeah. Kind of like someone's someone's betting against you almost, right? It's kind of motivating. I mean, I'm going to do it. It's going to take me a long time. So Ricky continues, and he's like, oh, yeah. And his girlfriend, Susan Ramsey, joined up with him. And the plan was she was going to hike. Ricky continues. Both of them were 27. They were in their prime. They didn't know that this would be their last trip, though. You see, somewhere along these trails, they met a stranger. Right down the creek at Wapiti Shelters where they were staying. That's fucked up. Okay. 
That's like, obviously, you're the creepy stranger, motherfucker. It was a peaceful day. It was May. It was beautiful. It was, you know, it was a nice spring day, and they were just fishing over at Dismal Creek, and all of a sudden, somebody walked up to them, and before they could even tell what happened, it was too late. It's weird that he knows the details of it. They were found four days later by a cadaver dog. Ooh, was his name Cadaver, or is that just his job title? <laughs> it's his job title. Oh, <laughs> that's morbid. <laughs> Robert that had sucks. been. It does suck. Yeah, my name's fucking Will. And you know, the it's Cadaver Dog. He's like, I love people. It's nice when they're alive. When yeah, I it's walk better out when to they're them. dead. No. <laughs> yeah, it's not a great life. Find, find, find dead body. Oh, <laughs> why like is Gil, it? Why Gil, isn't he petting me? He <laughs> loves ball. Like yeah, this dog loves cadaver, corpses. Loves cadavers. He loves them. Robert had been shot in the head once. Susan, though, she struggled for her life. She Ew. been shot through the hands. She Ew. had nails missing from fighting for her, from fighting so hard. She'd been hit in the head. She got hit in the head thirteen times with a something that had a nail in it. I don't know. And she got stabbed. Nail stick. And you know what? That's a bum weapon. It is a bum weapon. Nail stick. (laughs) She was so fucked up that they couldn't even really tell what else happened to her. Uh, Sean and Scott are like, blink, blink. Like. That's disgusting. What? Like, I don't even know what I would say. I don't even know what I would do in this situation. I'd be like, so where do you live? Start texting. (laughs) I think realistically what I would do. Is I would just look at you, and then I'd look at the truck, and then I would be rude as fuck and just run into the truck with you and leave. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I can tell you exactly what I would do. Okay. Um, I'd dial 911 on my phone, and then just drop it, leave it there, okay? Because I can track it, okay? And then I'd pull my gun out, and I'd be like, babe, get in the truck, and then we'd get in the truck, we would drive away, and then we would shoot his car. Uh-huh. Good. Fuck you, guy. Good. And then we survive. That's good. We survived. And 911 will be in that location very soon because the cell phone is still on and they're tracking it. And then Randy continues and he says, yeah, and then... Randy? Ricky. Ricky. Oh, I was like, God damn, I hate Randy. Yeah, shoot him. Randy, hate him. And then Ricky continues and he says, uh, yeah, and then they found the guy and they... But they never found the killer. No. <laughs> um, they found the guy and they, they locked him in a cage. Oh, they found they did, they did find him? Yeah. And he got arrested and stuff. Sean was like, well, good. That keeps the wood safe for the rest See, of us. that's what I would say if I was Ricky, too. Oh, yeah, they caught him. He's definitely not... Here. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. That fucking- well, good night, guys. <laughs> um, I'm going to go camp three yards over there. I mean, that's pretty much memories. <laughs> like literally what happened. Ricky was like, all right, well, I'm going to go. Yeah. See, that's just that. I mean, that's kind of a dick thing to do. There, just there are those people out there. Tell them scary ass stories yeah. and then they leave. They camouflage. <laughs> fucking. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah. They Weird. Just, like jump out. Jump out. Scare the shit out of you. <laughs> And then leave. Yeah. Hey, hey guys, um, they're jungler. So Sean and Scott, they wait to make sure that like they can hear the guy's footsteps tapering off. And Sean looks at Scott and he's like, why would you invite him here? Yeah, bro. 
I was just trying to be nice. And Scott was like, I didn't invite him here. I was up fishing at the creek, and that guy came up and told me that there was no fish here and I should go somewhere else. And I told him that wasn't true because I was catching hella fish. And then I came back, and you were hanging out with him, so I thought you invited him. And Sean's like, I thought you invited him. He said you invited him. And then they realized at that moment, like, how creepy the whole thing actually was. And they kind of discussed, like, how the guy wouldn't make eye contact and how creepy the story was. And, like... You know, they'd been local, so they heard, I guess. They kind of sort of knew, but they didn't Urban know. legend type stuff. Yeah, they didn't know all that, though, and they didn't know what happened right there. And now, with no other sound but the fire, the atmosphere was completely different. Much scarier. Yeah, I fucking bet. Yeah. Buzzkill. Like, they wished they could probably pull a lampshade cord and then, like, turn on the lamp in the woods. They wished they could have shot him when he when they had the chance. Right. Now he's loose. Now, now he's, he's loose. loose in the woods, dumbasses. You think you're gonna sleep? I'll be sleeping. I don't. Even, I don't even. St- I would just leave. I would just leave. Sorry. I really would just leave. I would just leave. I would I'm, just I leave. Ain't sleeping there. I ain't sleeping in my no, car. No, I wouldn't be able to sleep out there no. at all. Period. At that I'd point, I'd be like, all right. Well, I'm gonna pack up. Let's make the fire a little bigger. Uh, that's exactly what they're thinking. The fire is starting to die down a little bit. And, and Scott, all the wood. Scott <sighs> is so shook. So Scott gets up and he starts. He kneels down. He's starting to kind of tend to the fire, put more stuff on it. Um. And Sean can't even think of anything to say when what all of a sudden was that? a shot rings out. Sean's ears begin to ring. He says he starts to drool and he can feel warm liquid. Fuck. Quit doing the damn sound effects. Okay. Don't like it. It's too creepy. <laughs> and then th- two more shots. Bang, bang. KK. Sean's head was ringing. He could only see out of his left eye. He was drooling. He didn't know what happened. He could kind of, he oriented himself a little bit all wobbly, definitely nauseous, not sure what's going on. And he could see his friend Scott literally splurting blood out of his neck, running off into the woods. And he could see Ricky Williams shooting again at Scott and hitting him in the back as he disappears into the tree line. Meanwhile, Sean is still there. He's been shot in the head, in the face. Like, he doesn't know what's going on, but it hurts, clearly. Ricky walks up, holds the gun up, Fires again. It's empty. Sean knows that shit has already gone too far. He knows that Ricky doesn't have any more ammo, though. And he sees his truck. And he has, like, a light bulb moment. He left his keys in the ignition. So he gets up and fucking tanks it. I'm sure that was the scariest moment of his life. Because Ricky's probably Uh, chasing him. You don't know if he has more ammo. You don't know if he's square enough to shoot at you again. But he jumps in his truck. He turns the ignition, it turns on no problem, and he peels the fuck out. So that's amazing. But the thing is that they're on top of a fucking mountain. There's cliffs, it's all tight winding turns, and it's pitch dark outside with no outside light sources. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of already hard, especially if you've just been shot in the face. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That would make it difficult. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Definitely. So... But he's fight or flight right now, so he's exactly. fucking adrenaline. And, and he doesn't know what happened to his friend. His friend is definitely dead. He takes off. He peels down the mountain. He is driving holy fuck, down the holy road. Holy fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck, yeah. what the fuck. Like, I would just be like, what the fuck, what the fuck. And every little bump <laughs> in the road, every little bump in the road is hurting. Every sound the engine makes is hurting. Every movement you make, and your ears are ringing, you're drooling like, yeah, I can't imagine. And then... To his terror, he sees a human figure run out to the road in front of him. He slams on the brakes. Fuck no. It's Scott. 
Damn, all right, good job. He's got hops in the passenger Holy seat. Holy shit! All right, I'm about it now. Yep, he's got a big-ass hole in his neck his that he plugged with his finger. That's hard. <laughs> hard as fuck. And he is actually still able to talk, so that's incredible. He's checking on Sean. Are you all right? Are you all right? And then periodically he kind of starts to dip out. Sean asks him to keep watch. And it's partially because he's scared that Ricky's going to come back, but it's also partially because he doesn't want Sean to pass out. You know, mm-hmm. so Sean is maneuvering and Scott's looking out all the windows with his fucking hand, like finger in his neck hole, trying to make sure that Ricky doesn't come back out. Oh. Terrible, oh. terrible, awful. Disgusting. Scott starts to get. I wish Ricky would. Right. I don't want to run you out. over. <laughs> Scott starts to make gurgling noises and he pleads with his friend Sean. Am I going to die? Sean asks Scott. Yeah, to- fucking died. yeah exactly. That's. Exactly what he said. Sean reassured him, we're going to get help. We're going to get help. Keep watch. We're going to get help. They get down this winding road, barely, while Sean's begging Scott to stay with him, and it just seems to be getting darker and darker. Meanwhile, Sean's head is ringing. Everything hurts. Every sound he has to make hurts. There's tight turns. There's cliffs. Um, they get to the last. It's the first house at the end of the road where Melissa Miller was sitting in her house reading, getting ready to go to bed, when she hears pounding at the door, she opens the door and these two huge men spill into her house, blood pouring out of them. Hysterical. Oh my God. Someone shot me. Someone shot me. We've been shot. We got attacked. She's like, who did this to you? And they're like, some old guy. He said his name was Ricky Williams. So she calls 911, tells him what's going on. And she knows it's going to be a while. Can't imagine the kind of fear she was in, you know. Towels. And what if he comes there? What is Melissa going to do? Oh, bet fucking <laughs> Melissa's ready. strapped. She lives alone in the country. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's got to go. She's fine. And then she's kind of like, kind of sort of getting the story from these gentlemen. And there's just some details about it that spark something in her mind. And she's like, hold on, hold on. And she leaves him and she goes into the kitchen. She's digging through some papers and she pulls out this missing poster. And it's for Randall Lee Smith. And he sh- she shows Sean and Scott the picture. And they're l- she's like, is this the guy? And they're like, yeah, that's Ricky Williams. And she's like, no, that's Randall Lee Smith. In 1981, Randall Lee Smith shot and murdered Robert Mountford and Susan Ramsey. He had been reported missing by his neighbors five days before he killed them. And he was eventually arrested after they found Susan's bloody shorts in his house. <laughs> Dumbass. So he was arrested and he was sentenced to life, but he was paroled 15 years later. And then he was let go into the same community. Why? Exactly. And he was living with his mom at first, but she died four years after he was paroled from cancer. And so there was nobody to keep Randall Lee Smith in check anymore. And that's gross. Yeah, and into that. surprise, surprise, he went out and Surpri- did it again. <laughs> surprise, surprise, cops fucked up again. Again. Um, the good news is that Randall Lee Smith died a painful death that night. He hopped in his truck and trying to chase the men down the road, crashed, <laughs> went into a coma, and uh, slowly starved to death as they removed Dope. him from life support. <laughs> yeah. High five. <laughs> Hospital system is better yeah. than the justice system. So Sean Farmer and Scott Johnson, they both survived. I thought Still you living. said people died. Susan and Robert got murdered. 
You batch plot twist. <laughs> plot twist. <sighs> uh, that I was really good. You liked that? No, I hated it. You that hated was it. really good. Here's Sean and Scott. Yo, look, honestly, I love that friendship. I know, right? They're still hanging out also. <laughs> I bet you they're fucking strapped as shit all the time now. I know. Yeah. yeah. I bet. Yeah, that's probably true. Are you scared, Jake? First off, I am scared for them. The way you told it was very exciting. Um, but I, I am not scared because I know that this would never fucking happen to me. I'm not nice to anybody. No, especially if you roll up in my fucking campsite. That's why, like, if I would have seen anybody that night camping and they knocked on the truck. That was scary. Like, I would have shot them. That was scary, yeah. It was weird. Yeah. I just also think that it's something we all need to, like, certainly when we have children, we're going to raise them this way. That was hot, though. That's... But when we have kids, we're definitely going to raise them to shoot first. No, no. To know that it's okay to be rude. Yeah. It's okay to be rude. It's okay to if a stranger says, oh, your friend said I could eat with you and your friend comes up and the guy is making you feel weird. It's okay to look at your friend and say, did you invite this guy? And if your friend says no, it's okay to say, can you go? Yeah. Like you don't have to put up with somebody, even if that's the culture. You don't have to. You do not have, you don't to. have to. If you have a gut feeling, even if it's just anxiety, if you're fucking rude, what's the worst that happens? You fucking survive. Yep. Some stranger doesn't like you. Who Some fucking cares? Stranger doesn't murderize you. And yeah. Be skull fuck your be corpse. Be yeah. rude. We're done being polite to people. Done. We're done with 2021, it. Twenty twenty one. We're done. Twenty twenty done. Twenty twenty one. Politeness it's is done. <laughs> ah. I slapped my mic to show you how much I meant it. (laughs) That was not polite. (laughs) It was not polite. There. This is the part of the show where I read you a happy or strange article. We're gonna. That was still a happy story. It was a happy story. I was live in the eighties, so when those people got shot, so eh, you know, sucks I got shot, but. Well, these guys got shot in two thousand eight, which is they should have been strapped. They should have been strapped. I don't know what it was like then. Rule number, yeah, be strapped. They were in like a global recession. Maybe they didn't have gun money. Everybody's got gun. We're money. in global recession right now. <laughs> I and guess people are buying. People hella are guns. buying so much yeah. guns. Guns are so cheap now. <laughs> okay, here's a story. When former President Donald Trump occupied the Oval Office, Ugh. he quite literally had a button on his desk that ordered a Diet Coke to the room wherever, it, whenever it was pressed. That is sick. But as a glimpse at President Biden's desk just hours after his inauguration shows, the soda summoning button is gone. Fucked up. Are you serious? Do we have pictures? Yeah, we do. While it may have sounded just too weird to be true, Trump's Diet Coke obsession and his button to match were absolutely real. No word on if Biden will install some kind of ice cream ordering alternative. Yo, the people who worked in the White House are just like, yo, do you know what he was fucking doing, man? Yeah, my only job. My only job was to bring him Diet Coke. And my only job was to clean up the shit he took every, every day in the hallway on fucking floor. <laughs> He's not trained. He's not body trained. I want to read those books. I know. Is yes. I can't wait. Here's the, here's the button. That thing? The little wooden box. The little oh. wooden. Oh. Is the Diet Coke button. Yeah. It's gone. Is it the same desk? Yep. Yeah. Wow. He's got two phones? Rob Stone, two damn damn phones. phones. That's kind of fucked up. That's a news article by theweek.com. I have one more. What was, was that one letter? The actually, actual letter that he saw, he 
left for Joe Biden? No. No. That's from Jersey Shore. <laughs> the one about Rob like motorboating somebody or something. No. <laughs> oh my god. On I saw that I keep seeing it on the internet, but I don't know if it's real. Like you know, the the last president writes a letter to the next president, leaves mm-hmm. it on the desk. Mm-hmm. Trump uh, wrote him a letter that said, "You know, I won, Joe." I don't know. And that was it. That was. The Wouldn't whole be surprised. What an asshole. Okay, I have one more good article for you. This one doesn't involve politics. Dope. As if out of a Sherlock Holmes novel or an Agatha Christie classic, a mystery emerged outside the Wayland Free Public Library last week and has since gained national attention. Love it. It's an animal story. Calling all sleuths, the front lawn of the library has been accumulating what appear to be perfectly lovely baked russets, the local librarians explained in a Facebook post on January 14th. What? The post reads, one potato, two potatoes. The front lawn of the library has been accumulating what appear to be perfectly lovely baked russets this week. One appeared, one appeared early on Monday, and yesterday we noticed a second. None of us can imagine how they got here. Part of a rare potato migration? Kid on a bus revolted by a packed lunch? It's such a dreary day. Maybe one of you will be able to solve this mini- mystery definitively. Maybe you can come up with a better explanation. That's the story. That's it? It's just... Two potatoes. Uh, news of the local mystery quickly made it onto the national spotlight as Stephen Colbert joked about the likelihood of the vegetable responding to a primal potato call to assemble for the Great Potato Uprising. <laughs> he offered his own outlandish takes on the bacon on the potatoes' arrival and then joked about forensics rushing to the scene with bacon bits. <laughs> Thank God. The truth behind the starchy spuds' appearance and origin has yet to be uncovered. But assistant director of the library, Andy Moore told WHDH7 News Boston that since the suspicious vegetables haven't caused any harm, staffers will leave them right where they are for now. Gross. Gross. And that's... Rotten-ass potatoes. It's going to smell like shit soon. Smells like... Burnt like... Like potatoes in the sun, baking there. In the rain. In the rain. That's a disgusting smell. It's not good. It's not good at all. That's from Boston.com. Fucking bean bean town. So weird. Uh, weird. If you guys like the podcast, hang out with us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. There's links. There's links in the show notes. Um, the best way to support us is to leave a review or tell your friends. You can also listen uh, to subscribe. our mini episodes, our big episodes. You could subscribe. You could uh, you could uh, send us your scary stories at the horror comedy podcast at gmail.com. You can also send us ramen noodles. Yeah. Or pizzas. We accept those. Yeah, we do. We do. We definitely do. Mm-hmm. Um, kittens. Whoa, pump your brakes, kid. You can't have any kids. Puppies? Yeah, sure. Puppies and kittens. We'll take yep, both of those. We'll take pigeons. Possibly a lizard if anybody's got one. No <coughs> yeah. snakes, though. Fuck off. And we might have a cat or two that you can take. No, we don't. We don't. She's lying. I'm lying. Don't forget to drink water. Don't forget to drink water. Bye. Bye.